On this episode of Puros Miners, bro, we recap the Southern Miss loss and we look forward to the UTSA game on Puros Miners, bro. And welcome to Puros Miners, bro, Mano the Mosh along with Alex Nicolas. Alex. What's up, baby? How you feel? What it do? What it do? What it do? Oh, and one in conference. Yeah, yeah. No it, is, it is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I, I really don't know how to feel about this game, about this loss. You know, because I mean, I, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing the same thing over and over. It's. I'm tired of saying the same thing over and over. It's starting to feel like a broken record to me. Yeah. You know, and the. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them excuses uh, or whatever uh, they tell us is what's going on, you know. But still, the bottom line is that we knew. Let's be honest, you know. Um, hey, you tip covered. I will give. Hey, I, I told you. I, hey. I, I told you. You tip was going to cover, right? You call that. I you told you. You tip was going to cover because, like I said, I have seen some improvements in this in this team, and that was one of the things. Like. Like last year, we got just the miners got routed by Southern Miss at the Sun Bowl, thirty nine to seven, and it wouldn't have even been seven unless uh, Brandon Jones threw that like a bomb. I can't even remember who scored the touchdown, but I, what I do remember is that uh, uh, Scott Van Pelk had it is the best thing I've seen today. You know that that's what he put uh, up because they still they never gave up. Whatever, but there at Southern Miss, you know, like I really the. It, it really wasn't like we talk about stadiums. It wasn't an intimidating stadium. Like when it got there to um to the stadium, I don't even know what they call it. I'll be dis- no disrespect. I just it just it felt like a big high school uh stadium. At least I got to see Brett Favre. Yeah, I I got to see Brett Favre. I talked about Brett Favre. You know, uh, to my right, I saw like they, they they have a big old thing, and that's where they Brett Favre stays. And I saw Brett Favre. You know, I didn't try to go get a picture from him or nothing none of that stuff so but Brett Favre was there at least I can tell I was in the same uh building like area with Brett Favre uh but the bottom line is that once again mistakes cost, cost the minors dearly early mistakes that, and that, that's the most disheartening yeah. thing about the game is you know you just when you don't have an identity as a team and you and you get down two scores within the first eight minutes of the ball game um it just makes it tough. You know, it makes it tough. And a team like UTEP, you know, we've talked about it, you know, really over the past three weeks of, of the level of the opponents that they've been playing. Um, you got to play perfect. And if you're not playing perfect, if you make that mistake, um, you know, which really started off the first special teams mistake, you know, you, you just you put yourself in you, a hole. You just can't do that to the defense. Now, let's just say that, you know, when um, Southern Miss had that ball and it was third down and 14 and, you know, Coach Cox decided to come with an all-out blitz, and they called the screen, and it was a perfect call. You know, I did. Maybe they just called called it. It was a coincidence, but regardless, you called the screen against a blitz. And the one thing that Coach Cox was concerned about this team was the speed that they had, the wide receivers and the running backs, because Southern Miss. We talked about it last week. You know, even though they got crushed by Alabama, this is a team that has speed, and you saw it. 
You saw it there. They scored a touchdown right off the bat, and then, but I think the t- the the play that really just put them in the hole and UTEP wasn't able to get out of was that block punt that put the ball basically at the two yard line. And I mean, you can't do that to the defense. You just can't do that. There's no way, especially when the offense is not doing anything. And that's why I don't want to hammer on the defense too much today. I, what I want to hammer is the first two series of the ball game. Six plays, five yards. First one, first uh, first series of the ball game was a minute and forty five. Well, they went th- they went three and out. They so went three. Three and, back, three and outs, and that's that right there. You know that is where you know UTEP is, is struggling. The big struggle for UTEP obviously is at the quarterback position. That is, but you know I was pretty critical about the coaching staff on on Saturday, and I stand by that. I'm not taking that back. I, I really feel that this team is poorly coached from a game point standpoint, from a game planning standpoint, and a game management standpoint. And it starts with that first drive, and, and we've seen that the past couple of weeks. You know, I think it was the Texas Tech game. They come out, they go three out with three straight passes you know UTEP wants to be a running game I always feel um, you know I'm not a coach but I always feel if you want to be a running team establish what you do early make them adjust to you obviously they're going to be every team's going to come in being prepared for UTEP to run but let's be honest at this point what are teams preparing for UTEP to do from an identity standpoint because UTEP is not identifying that and there's no execution there to get off to a strong start there's no strength there so you got to go back to the drawing board and now this is four consecutive weeks um, where UTEP just, I mean, obviously, you, wait, you, you wipe away week one because Houston Baptist, let's just be real, you should run for over 200 yards against Houston Baptist defensively. Like I said, this is, should be an offensive-centric podcast because what's happening is what we've seen really over the day in the demo era and towards the end of the Sean Coogler era. The, the defense is just on the field too yeah, much yeah, and against an tired. explosive offense. So to and me, you turn those first two possessions into – what UTEP did late in the second quarter where they went 11 plays and 66 yards in four minutes. You start off with those two series and, and being able to come yeah, out but with the, the scripted but there, play. But, there, but there's a big difference. What's your big difference? And those those drives you're talking about? Kyle Loxley was Exactly. And here's, here's my biggest thing. And matter of fact, even today, the press conference, the first thing that they asked them is like, who's going to be the quarterback? And the answer was, well, there's going to be a competition between Brandon Jones and Kyle Loxley. I think it's about time that you just named Kyle Oxley the starting quarterback. And let me just say this. I don't understand why at home Brandon Jones plays good and on the road he's horrible. And then it's kind of like the reverse. Kyle Oxley has horrible games at the Sun Bowl, but when we're on the road, he's more like, and I'll be 100% honest, this is probably the best I've ever seen Kyle Oxley play a UTEP minor football game. He looked composed like... I'm not going to lie to you. When they put Kyle Oxley in, and I was like, yeah, I, I totally agreed. I was like, you need to put Kai in because it just Brandon Jones can't get anything going with this offensive unit and with the Southern Miss defense. You talk about the three and out, the three and out, and then I can't remember what happened in the third series, and then they put in Kyle Oxley. And he, when he stepped back to pass, I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. But he completed a pass, and he was set. He looked composed, and throughout the game, he started gaining confidence, and Kyle Oxley was – you know, the team was gelling around Kyle Oxley. You know, I thought he did a great job. And honestly, and then to start the second half, I mean, I am not going to lie to you. I got excited because yeah, I saw exactly. I saw, I saw Hardison put his helmet on and he looked like he started warming up. And I even said it on the broadcast. Hey, Gavin Hardison is starting to warm up. I don't know what that means. And then first play to to UTEP's credit, you know, they call quarterback draw and Kyle Oxley takes it to the house 63 yards, which was beautiful, you know. And if it wasn't for him getting injured, because he did get injured, you know, it was his elbow, his, his throwing elbow, and they just decided to sit him for a... And, and, I, and I agree with that. Like, for a precaution, yeah, why... You're not going to win this game, you know. So just sit him down. They put Brandon Jones back in there. But I think it's about time that now, you know what, 
this is the this is the fifth game. But you're going into we game five. You've already going into game five, and you're still with this. Well, we know who the quarterback is. I mean, you just got to pick one and stick with them. You go with Kai, and if it doesn't work out, you put Brandon. And if it doesn't work out, you know what? Let's go with Gavin Hardison. Let's see what the kid. What, let's see what he can do. Because I honestly, I'm getting tired of that. Yeah, I no. really am. Because I'm because if I'm frustrated and I'm on the field and I can tell you what I'm looking at, I can just see what everybody else. Because I know a lot of people are getting frustrated with the way this team is playing. You know, the big thing for me, you know, it's it's inconsistency. You know, Brandon Jones does everything right. He talks right with the media. He's a great yeah. leader. Yeah. But it's just it, well, I'm gonna that, tell you. I'll that, tell you what it is. I'm gonna tell you what it is. You can dot all your I's, you can cross all your exactly. T's, but it matters at. what happens on the playing field. Let, let, me, th- let me tell you where UTEP is, where the big struggle is in the quarterback position. And this is going to sound weird. It's going to come out of left field. The second quarter, UTEP quarterbacks have thrown three interceptions, and they're completing just 34.5% of their passes. What's happening in the second quarter? Um that's the big question. You know, you're looking at, at what UTEP did well when Kai went into the ballgame. They ran the ball well. Um, but second half, you go six plays minus six yards on their, which would have been their fifth possession. By the way, you asked what happened in the third possession with Brandon Jones. They punted four okay. plays, 26 yards. All right, thanks for that. So just, there's something about that second quarter where the inconsistency for the UTEP quarterback position just really drops. You know, it, it just really drops to a level where – that's where UTEP finds themselves out of the ballgame. And we've seen the, the interception going back two weeks ago, you know, where, where Jones threw that interception on that final drive with three minutes to go in a tie ballgame with Nevada in the crib. And, you know, they're, they're, and it goes back to what I'm talking about of UTEP just being poorly coached at this point. Um, and, that's, and, and, and when I'm saying poorly coached and I'm bashing them on Twitter, look, I realize that Dana Kim, Dana, I almost called him Dana Kimball. I don't know where that guy, Dana Kugler. I'm at, I, Come on, man. Hey, Dana Dimmel, is. man. I got a lot of thoughts on my mind. Dana Dimmel, man. Basically, what I'm trying to say is. Co- is I just is, said Coach Dimmel. Have you noticed? I just, I'm saying Coach Dim now instead yeah, of Dimmel. So basically, what I understand that Dana Dimmel was here for at least three or four seasons. I get that. I, that we, I understand. We, we know that. We know that. I'm not calling. I, Fellow it, media it, people, we know that. I'm not calling for anybody's head. But at this point, where is the improvement? Where, where are the adjustments going to be made? Because I'm seeing the same stuff over and over, the same undiscipline. You know, the, the first half penalties, you know, those the personal foul penalties, you know, yeah. th- that th- those are things that— Penalties that, that, have killed this team. And, and, Let me and, just say that and, and, and right off the bat. Being accountable for that has to be from the head coaching staff. I mean, you know, you, you're looking at, you know, you, know you, get, you get a turnover and then you lose 15 yards for a personal foul. You know, yeah. that's coaching for me. Though That is the reason why I'm hard on this coaching staff because this is an experienced coaching staff. You know, the Sean Coogler era, you know, I really gave Sean a pass because this was Sean's first head coaching job in his first couple years. So, you know, to, but when you're looking at this staff, UTEP has a really good, really experienced staff that well, the mistakes that we're seeing, UTEP beat themselves in the first half. You know, so, so that game, honestly, Monster, that game was boring, bro. That was a boring game to watch because Southern Miss— I mean, Bernie even said it on the on the, on the broadcast. Like, this first quarter seems like it's and, been going on forever. And that's my next point of the sense of urgency for this UTEP staff. Are they just mailing it in this year for the next two years where we're being vanilla on offense? Well, I mean— or, And not only that, but, you know, a guy like Hardison, you know, not getting a shot, you know, when he could possibly— be your future next year. Now I get it. You have two seniors with Kai and Jones, and you want them to ride it out as far as they can. But what really is the identity, and what what does this coaching staff want out of this year? Because you're down 
31, or was it, what was it uh, late in the ball game where the game was fairly, you know, fairly kind of close in a sense, you know, when that, in the eight minute mark, I, I'm trying to figure, I, not at the top of my head, I can't think of the score. It was 24, 13 or whatever it was. It was, 30, it was. It was uh, when they scored the last time. It was, but, yeah. Cause it was 31 to It was to eight, 13. eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, basically. Yeah. And, and we're just chilling. Or they're down by 11. And we're down by 11. After the, after, the, after the Kai touchdown. Right. And you have an opportunity to get in the ball game and we're huddling. And we're running on first and second down. I think they ran it to fields up the left side for two straight downs. And we were kind of towards midfield. Let me put, I have, the, I have this, the, the, the drive right here. And that, that, that was very, very, very disappointing to see that. Because they went eight plays and 53 yards before that. And then the, when they missed that field goal, you know, towards the end, it, it, you know, it's just there's a lot of questions with this staff. There is a lot of questions and, and with then, this and, staff. And then <laughs> you have that positive stuff. And then instead of just kicking off after you have that field goal, you like I the, the squib kick that when stuff like that, you know, like because it wasn't even an onside kick, it was a squib kick. And then because even when Ricardo does a great job of you know because Valdez was coaching, he was he was like, I understand why he did it. You did it because right. you want you don't want the guy to run it back. But when your kicker kicks it directly to one of the players and he gets it. You know that's that's bad news, and what happens? They get another field goal out of that. You know, and it's <laughs> little things like that. You know, they start adding up. Little little things like that start to add up. And how about this? I mean, you know, Gavin Beckley, eighteen kickoffs, twelve of those have been touchbacks. Yeah. Why not boom it through the end zone? Yeah. Why not? You, you know, we talk about it so. I mean, and, and, and this is a credit to the UTEP staff. Of course, I, you know, we've been talking about their school. We're questioning it. It's more questioning. Of course, there's some trashing in there, but it's, it's, to me, it's a well deserved, man. You know, but in my opinion, there, you know, it, that management of the half, it, it just continues under Dana Demo. It continues. And, and to UTEP's credit, after that horrendous start, still had an opportunity. To go into half with some confidence and have it uh, have it a, a ball game, but a three point swing and it go a, a twenty one you know point, a twenty one to six game you know turns into a twenty four to six game you but, know. But the one thing I will say is that whatever he does, tell them at halftime works because right. for the second consecutive game they came out and scored a touchdown. Now, granted, against Nevada, well, it was a ten minute drive against Southern Miss. It was a one play, one minute, or whatever how long it took. I go from sixty-three yards on one play, you know. But nonetheless, the result was the same. They got seven points. So it's like when they get into halftime, whatever he tells them, it fires them up. And this is a team that I really do believe does not give up. Right? No, you know, I agree. they they. I, that's the one thing I'm going to give credit to this coaching staff because these guys never give up at all. You know, they're always fighting, things of that nature. Uh, but the bottom line is that still, I mean, Kai was out there, and the Kai looked better when, let's just say, for Southern Miss, this is the best, I'm telling you, this is the best I've seen Kai Loxley play. Unfortunately, he got injured. You know, just name him the starter already. Just, I mean, what, you're going to confuse UTSA? Like, they don't know what to expect? You know, either way, it's going to be a running situation. And, and talking, going back, I want to tell you, you made a good point about UTEP's third-quarter offense. UTEP has 10 first downs in the third quarter. That's more than any quarter that they have all year long. Chunk plays of 10 yards or more, UTEP has six of those. That's more than any quarter. You know, whatever it is, it, like I mentioned about them getting off to a slow start, I don't know if they go into the half and they script or they make adjustments, but whatever they're doing during the week leading up for the first two series of the ball game, it's not that's, working. It's not working. No. You know, but 
to their credit, whatever adjustment they're making out of the third quarter. Well, but it didn't work this week. It, it did, worked yeah. last week because let's be honest, last week it a, worked because because they, they they dominated uh, the first quarter against Nevada. This week it didn't work. Right, and and that to me for uh, for this UTEP program for this particular season because we know the talent void, we know they're rebuilding, we know you know the situation with the quarterback. You know, it, it, it's about getting off to great starts in conference play, and, and yeah. I'm talking about in games. I'm talking about this week. I'm talking about the, in two weeks from now when they get back after the bye. It, it's about getting off to a fat start, not a fat start, a fast start. Excuse my language there on the slow a little bit. You said fat. I said fat, but I'm not drinking. I'm so bad. But anyways, uh, you know, it's you, you got to replicate that because we saw the great start that they got against Nevada and yeah. what happened. They were in the ball game well into the fourth quarter. Um, the consistency all around. That's really what we're asking for, because we know Dana Dimmel is going to be here for a while. We understand that that contract is fat. Now, that's fat. That's, that's a fat. Contract. That's one of the fattest. I want, contracts some that that. You I want some of that. Shoot, I'll just take 50 bucks right now to get a new tire on my ride. But <laughs> anyways, you know, it, it's the consistency <laughs> week to week. What we're looking for going forward with this coaching staff is consistency to see, OK, can we fully trust this coaching staff? Because outside of outside of, of Mike Cox coach defense, I mean, we don't really feel any confidence of that. And well, the, the, I do have confidence in something in Gavin Beckley. Yeah. My man's been money. MVP, He's been money all year. MVP. I mean, really, right now, yeah, Gavin Beckley's been money in the in the um, in the kicker position, you know. And, and and so you know we don't want to go offensive centric. Let's talk about the defense and the injuries, man. That that's when we're talking about what's concerning. That, that always and, breaks and, my heart. And, and 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 what's kind of parlaying into the offensive struggles is because Justin Prince is out there a lot on the field because YK Ross is out there on the field. Um, and and. There's no blame on anybody for that. But in my opinion, if you're going to blame anything, it's the lack of offense because that defense has been on the field so much this year. Um, you know, and, and that's really kind of disheartening because we felt like this defense could possibly turn a corner at some point this year. There's talent, there's speed, I mean, there's some size Now there. you lose Khalil Griffin, and now if you lost Justin Prince for the year. And by the way, I could have said during the broadcast that he was out for the year, but I let the medical staff do the thing because – when you see the player crying, that's the one thing that people don't that's, understand, and that's the one thing that breaks my heart. The the one thing that I that I have to see is one of these guys that their season ends. They like they start crying because of all the work they put in, and all of a sudden over, it is man. over just like that. Uh, so Justin Press, I knew right off the bat that it was broken. You know, he couldn't put any pressure. You know, so I feel for the young man because he's tried very hard. And but the one thing is that they might try to put the uh, what do they call the hardened ship. Um, hardship, the hard, hardship, medical redshirt, medical redshirt, something like that. So he might get that, you know. So hopefully he'll be back for another year. But it's always unfortunate. But hey, it's part of the game. It's a physical game, you know. Trayshawn Wolf was also injured. He's day to day right now, and Kyle Oxley uh, appears to be good. And then um, uh, Ruben Guerra also rolled his ankle, you know, offensively for the minors. So I mean, bumps and bruises, you know. And this part of the season, everybody's gonna have that. Yeah, and it just, you know, you're looking at this defense and really... But you got two great... You lost your number one tackler and Justin Prince. And then you lose uh, uh, Khaled Griffin in the first game, too. What, what's really killing me with this UTEP defense, um, you know, is, is this particular situation. These two particular situations. When UTEP has a team and third down and seven and nine to go... The opposing team is completing 54% of their passes, 6 of 11 for 132 yards and a touchdown, and six first downs. 
Third down, fourth and six. This UTEP team, teams are passing eight of 12, 66.7. Not a nice 69 yards. 14, or excuse me, eight first downs. So third down and when you want to get off the field, third, basically third down, f- between third down and four and third down and 10, UTEP's allowed 14 first downs yeah, on defense. They're giving up the big play on third down. And, and, and Straight that, up. it is. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and, 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 and to go a little bit deeper, how about a third down and this – parlays into last week third down and 10 to go opposing teams two of four passing 89 yards a tud 74 of those came last week and yeah. so it's a snowball effect all this all is a snowball effect of the rough starts that this offense is getting that's just the way that i'm looking at it breaking it down and analyzing it and it's got to improve um because if not this team's going to be playing from behind all game long and you tip i mean really when was the last time UTEP had a lead? Period. You know what I mean. Let's just start there. It was seven. It was ten zero last week against Nevada. There you go. That so, was it. You know, and, and so it's just it's a snowball effect, and you're seeing it in situation, and it's really for UTEP. It's they're improving, like we mentioned, but what's really hurting this team is this situational football. You know, you get a turnover, and then you're automatically giving up 15 yards, or at the end of the half, the squib kick decision, whatever it may be. Certain situations are holding this team back. You got to look at that staff in the Durham Center, man, because these kids are playing hard. These kids are trying to produce as much as they can. But right now, this coaching staff, what I would try to fix is working on these situations during the week. Obviously, you have a bye week next week. Hard to do that this week because you got to prepare for UTSA. You have two weeks to really, really hone in on the situations because uh, uh, l- uh, let I, me give you a hot take here. Let God, me, give, let me, me give you a hot take. Caliente. UTEP is not that far away from really no. being a competitive team, no, it's just not. these little situations where it's costing them, man. Where UTEP is def- is deficient in a lot of talent areas, but these little situations that I've been talking about, these little stats that I've been throwing you, the second quarter quarterback stats, the third down defensive stats, those are little things that are adding up. Exactly, and, and it adds up, and, and and that's the key. And you know, it, it to me, that's coaching. It's correctable. Like I was explaining to somebody today who was complaining about how I was talking about the coaches, it's correctable. What were you saying, dog? It, it, it's correctable. You just you gotta be you, you you gotta have somebody accountable. That's the head man. Yeah. That's the coaching and, and, staff that's getting paid a lot of money than the previous staff. You know, so it, it, it's the little things. You know, I, I'm not giving up just yet. You well, the whole thing. There's, there's still got you. You still got plenty of games. You know, this and, is really going to be game and, five, and that's going to transition us into you know? UTSA talk. Look at that. You well, beat well, UTSA. I, I'm not. I'm not ready for UTSA yet. Oh, okay. What you want? But do? give me a second. What I'm going to say about this team, and I even said it on the broadcast on Saturday, is that this is a team that thrives on confidence, and when it doesn't start going their way right away, it, they have to play catch up, and that's exactly what happened against Southern Miss, Texas Tech. Different situation. I mean, different ball game. You know, big, bigger, faster, stronger. Nevada defense gets three and out. What happens? Everybody's going crazy. Offense gets on the field. They score a touchdown. They're going crazy. Defense gets another three and out. Everybody's going crazy in the sidelines. Then offense should have gotten another touchdown, but that's when some of the undisciplined stuff, you get a personal foul, turns into the... Uh, field goal, and then Kai throws the interception when they put him in when they didn't have to. That was a bad decision. Confidence starts going down. But here, they start with low confidence, and they were never really able to recover from that. 
Yeah, so I mean, there's just lots, lots to improve. But it, but but it, it adds up though. It does. Like you talk about all that stuff adds up. Now we can talk UTSA, and they better win this UTSA game. It's homecoming, and it's the team they can beat. Especially because that kid, the freshman that we thought, the Richard freshman or whatever, he got injured, so he might. We don't even know if he's going to play or not. They said no. I was reading some. Okay, some so he's not going to so play, it, and that that's a big factor for me because you know UTEP when you're playing game changers just like they did last week against Southern Miss, those guys really hurt you. You know those guys who always the seem speed. to break the biggest. The it's speed. the speed. Um, you know UTSA leads this all time series four and two. I just I remember when. When UTSA was becoming a football program, and and I was just laughing, I was. Like, I remember, <laughs> I I still remember. You know why they're the same color as UTEP, yeah. right? Because they, they, they didn't have any gear, yeah. and UTEP blend them the the old gear that they had. And uh, and you know, so you know, I'm like UTSA, like you know, my ex at the time went to UTSA. I'm like, bro, that's a commuter school, that's a baseball school. What are they trying to do? Make a football program? Well, that first game when they came in here and they. Basically whipped up. whipped up on us. That was like okay. They, this is this is different than what I thought. Yeah. And you know they've they've had some interesting transition from Gary, from uh, Gary Coker, Larry Coker to Frank Wilson. Frank Wilson has really recruited well. I know fans are getting really annoyed with the UTSA program right now, but the guys recruited well, and all the guys that they have, they're young and they're talented and they're big and they're athletic, and they lead the all time series four and two against UTEP. That's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. The recent series, UTSA has played UTEP well. They always play well here um you know the big question will be at running back or at quarterback for mm -hmm. them because that's where they struggle but i really like this freshman running back sincere mccormick this guy is talented and if this utep defense has trouble tackling you're gonna break a few of them man and, and that's really my big concern another big concern to me their defensive line is good they always have a defense a good defensive line that's kind of been utsa's big identity as a program since they came into conference usa and utep's offensive line you know they, they you don't know what you're gonna get you know you really don't know what you're gonna get out of that offensive line and i think that's this is gonna be a really really big test not only for that offensive line but let's just be real kind of keeping on the subject that we're talking about this is a big game in the dana demo it tenure. really is. You know, this is a game that you look at it, it's winnable. Um, you know, Vegas thinks it's going to be close. I think it's going to be spread? close. I think the last time I saw was two and a half. I'll Who's pull, favored? UTSA? UTSA came, yeah. They opened up at two and a half. I'll, we'll, we'll check to see how the money line's been kind of going in that one. But And the um, reason, and I'm going to tell you what, like I said, we're keeping it real, this podcast. I, we always kind of keep it real. You know, mostly 99.9% we keep it real. The big thing with this game here is attendance. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you get thirty five thousand the first game, and let's be real, they they had that five dollar thing. They gave away a bunch of tickets, you know, and then you go out there and get destroyed by Texas Tech. But let's be honest, we expected that. We expected them to struggle against Texas Tech, and even with that, the defense played better than than what people realize. But the common sports fan does not know that. Then you have a little bit of rain two weeks ago here in El Paso. People don't show up. So you go from 35,000 people at the Sun Bowl to just over 10,000. For me, that was the most shocking thing. I can't remember when the last, I think even last year, um, I can't remember what was the average last year. But to, to have 10,000 people at the Sun Bowl, you know, that that's, 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 that's just when I, when I heard that, I was like, that's got to be wrong. There's no way it's only 10,000 people at the Sun Bowl, you know, because of the rain. I'm expecting at least 20 for UTSA because you said UTSA brings people. It's homecoming. You can get the hot dog or whatever for one price, the, the soda, whatever, for all one price, which is cool. They're, they're, they, they got the price for the party pit, party pass, whatever they call it, for 20 bucks. All that stuff is cool. 
but at the end of the day, you can, you can, you can hype everything up. You can talk about this. You can talk about that. But if the team is not producing and the team is not winning, people are not going to go out there and watch it. If your product is not good or not even close to being good, why are people going to spend money to go watch it? And, this, and that's the bottom line. And this is why I think this game is important for the rest of the conference yep. USA schedule. Because, I mean, people in El Paso aren't going to aren't gonna run into the streets and honk their horns and pop champagne in the middle of I-10 for beating UTSA. You know? But what it's going to do is it's going to give people a little bit more confidence in Dana Dimmel. Because this, this is... This is a winnable game, and I say this because— Not for me. For me, this is they should win this they game. Should, and, and I'm going to give you a reason why, because UTSA really does not have a passing game coming yep. into this one. You're looking at the quarterback that they're going to bring in here, and if I murder his name, I'm sorry, but Lowell Narcisse. I, it's Narcess. Narcess. He, I'm just like I have no idea. I've he, even he's he's not going to throw the ball. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I would be really so. This is a game where you're going to see probably him run out of that read option. They're probably going to bring in a tight end. They're going to probably bring in an H back. They may go double tight. They may go triple tight. This game, this game may be over by ten o'clock or nine o'clock because both teams are going to try to run the that ball. That would be awesome. I <laughs> that would you, be but, awesome. But I can lie, that'd be awesome. So advantage UTEP. What has UTEP been going up against the past couple of weeks? They've been getting shredded. In the secondary, you know, I don't know if this Narcisse kid can do that. Now, on to UTSA's credit, they do have some pretty big receivers. Um, Sheldon Jones is a six-three guy. Uh, Tyke O'Kelly Kellogg and uh, Kellogg, another big guy. So, you know, there's some speed that you're going to have to defend. So, if UTSA does get their pass game going, that's going to be out of fault of UTEP. Just either out of out of miscoverage, miscommunication, or blown coverages in this ball game, because this is a game that UTEP really should be able to have a good defensive game against against a running a basically a team that's going to come there and run it a lot. But going back to the attendance, going back to the importance of this ball game. Look, you win this ball game, you're two and three. You're one and one in conference. You have a bye week. That's improvement to me. What we've seen the past couple, of two, the past two weeks has been a drop off, and we're not looking at Texas Tech. Like I said, we, we were kind of past that. We knew what was going to happen, but you're able to come back. You bounce back. You punch UTSA in the mouth with a with a good physical game plan on both sides of the football, and you kind of show an identity. That's what I want to see in this ball like game. If you come out the I, way, if they came out, if they come out the way they came out against. Uh, Nevada. They roll. They roll. They roll easily. Easily. And and, and I think they roll. And and that's not taking anything away from UTSA. That's just because of how well UTEP started that game. You know, that was something I didn't expect. I did not expect them to start up with a three and out on off on defense and then pound a 10 play 60 yard drive looking very, very impressive on that opening drive. That is the type of start UTEP has to get off to. Because let's be real. UTSA is probably a very fragile program right now. It really is. Under Frank Wilson, um, I love the guy. I think he's a great recruiter, but they're off to a slow start. You know, you, they, you talk you, about you, confidence. I think they lack confidence you, right now. And you talk about lack of identity on offense of what you want to be. Um, you know, and what they've output, which is basically nothing. I mean, they got slacked against North Texas. A game I thought maybe it'd be a little bit closer. Um, North you know, Texas is scary. North I'll Texas, say it again. We've, scary, we've said it. We've scary, said scary, it. scary. You know, so it, this this is just a very important game in the Dana Demo era. Um, you know, UTSA always plays us well. 
Um, you know, that's a team that that just, you know, they, they have they've had UTEP's number. They really have um, being able to reverse that. I think if you reverse that, you get your diehard UTEP fans kind of back on the, oh, OK, well, let's give Dana Dimmel some time. And, and Dana Dimmel needs that right now. Um, you know, he needs any type of positivity that he can get. And there's an opportunity this Saturday at six o'clock in the Sun Bowl to grab that monster. I agree with you. I think, like I told you, like it, the, the spread is two points. I think the Miners should win this game. Uh, there should be no excuse as why they lose this game. Like I said, for me, for me, this is I have this as a win. And if it's not a win, I'll be disappointed. What's your prediction? I think they win by at least ten points. Easy. You go by ten. So easy. The, so check this out. So UTEP did open up as a two and a half point dog. Now, most of the lines have UTIP as a one or one and a half point favorite. So the money's going towards the minors. Yeah. And how about the lack of respect for either offense when the over under is 45? And wow. Yeah. Basically, meaning, and, and, I, and I, I feel that I, I think. With Frank Harris in the ball game, UTEP is at a big disadvantage because of his athletic ability for him to get out the pocket. And not only that, he does a good job of throwing on the run and creating big plays on the room from what I've seen, particularly with their tight ends that like to run crossing routes with them. You take him out of that, fa- out of that that's advantage UTEP. So I really feel UTEP can win this. It's going to be a slugfest, 20 to 17, 20 to 14, 24 to 20, somewhere in that range. That's where I feel the final score will be. And, and I think I'm with you. This is the first time, you know, against a, an FBS opponent that I'm picking UTEP a winner. Um, I think the miners get it done. I, I'm hoping the miners get it done. Um, you know, I, I don't want nasty. None phone of this, calls. whatever. I, no, 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 no. The nasty phone I, call. I, I, I want, the, I want, no, here's the bottom line. At this point right now, UTEP is a better team than UTSA. That's a hot take. And they should win this game. Okay. There is no excuse. Okay. You know, you got to fix whatever problems you've got. You got to get more discipline. You know, name your starting quarterback. Just give it to Loxley. You know, from what I'm seeing, from what I see from this UTSA team compared to last year, you don't have your senior quarterback anymore. You don't have your wide receiver anymore. And the Miners almost had a chance to win that game. If it wasn't for Kyle Oxley getting injured and the very last play of the game, Ryan Mentz had to get in there. The Miners should have won that game as well, but things didn't go their way. So this year, the Miners have improved. The defense has gotten better in certain aspects. You know, offensively, they have a little bit more things that they can do. You know, because I've seen it. Like, I'm telling you, like, last year... A Southern Miss rolled UTEP. It should have been 39-0 to if it wasn't for, like, a lucky Hail Mary. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, this year, the Miners covered at Southern Miss. So, this Saturday, which is homecoming, there is no excuse. They should win this game because right now, when I see both programs, the Miners are better than UTSA this year, and they should win that game. And I'm looking at this from the bigger picture of looking ahead and confidence wise on what UTEP needs. You know, well, they you, need all that's part of it you, too. You win Saturday, like I mentioned earlier. You're two and three. You're one and one in conference. You're 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 well ahead. Now we can say you're miles ahead of, of where you want to be. Um, after that, you go to FIU. Now FIU hasn't had the best season as we expected, but they've recruited. Well, way better than UTEP, just as UTSA has. Um, so that's not a given win on the road. And of course, you know UTEP has that lengthy Eastern Time Zone losing streak. Oh my God! Yeah. And then after I'm, that, I'm, that that is the one trip I am not looking forward to. <laughs> I got home at four a.m. Oh yeah, from from Southern Miss because there was a two hour plane delay. And Miami, it's scheduled to be like that. And that's a seven o'clock Eastern start for you. But we'll get into that. And then after FIU, you're home at La Tech, and then you're at North Texas. That's Scary. A, that's a tough. 
three scary, game stretch regardless scary. so being able to build some confidence in your ball club building confidence back in your fan base getting you off the hot seat for i, I you win this game dana demo you I, I i give you credit you know what i mean I, i'll give you credit you go two and ten that's cool you know beat new mexico state there's no way to go two and ten because let's say you beat utsa there should be no excuse why you don't beat NMSU and why you don't beat Rice. I'm gonna be real with it. New Mexico State is good, bro. They were really they're on right. five, but they got some. I watched the I watched three quarters of them play New Mexico a couple weeks ago, and I was impressed. And I'm like, oh, the miners don't want none of that because they put up points. Any team that puts up points, UTEP's gonna have a trouble with. So, just I gotta put that out well, there. Well, well, and what but, it but, is but, is because right now they don't have the offensive power to match ex- it right now so, because so, you don't know who your real quarterback is. So that's what I'm talking about. This Something being a big confidence builder. Hey, I'm, what, down, what I'm say? down with that. I'm down with that. I tweeted I got a that. better, 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 better question for you. Do we see Deion Hankins this year? We Not s- in this game. In this year. Remember, they've got the the four games they could put them in, you know, because of that rule. I, It's hard to say. I, I think it's... It, you asked me after the North Texas game. I think that would be a better gauge of it to see where UTEP is at record-wise. Because if UTEP is... is is that's just just for argument's sake. UTEP is three and six going into the last three games of the season. UAB, New Mexico State, and Rice. You might have a chance at six and six, and unless that UAB game gets out of hand, you're still gonna go with your one. So I, I, I still, I'm, I'm still on the fence with that. I still think that you know it, now if you lose out the next two or three games, including UTSA. Oh yeah, you see Dion. You even see maybe even see TJ Goodwin the last four games of the season. But I really think it's based on where UTEP is at during those last four games of the season. Where it's like, okay, let's throw in Dion for a series, or you know, hey, let's throw Dion in for a half. Let's see. So I think as the season goes along, um, obviously I think injuries will have a big impact on that. Of course, that. they always you do. Know, that's going to have a big impact. So you know, right now it's it's hard for me to say um, because we still have lots of season left. You know, like we said, it's been a horrendous start the past couple, or not really much a horrendous start, but it's been horrendous the past couple of weeks. But you have an opportunity to really, really gain back some confidence, and they have eight you know, games to right the ship. You got and it starts games. this Saturday. You know, you you go you go four and four. I'm happy with five and seven. You know, because to me, which that is what is I progress. predicted, which I predicted Th- that is progress. I, I think what I went two or three wins, but you know, it, it's, it's the little, it's the little moral victories in the second year of the Dana demo era where he can now be put on that magnifying glass. There's a magnifying glass on him. Now I'm putting it on there. I, I I'll, I'll say that every game I have a magnifying glass because why I care about you tip. I, I help, I, I try to help out this program. Um, I, I'm, I'll say it from a financial standpoint, you know, I, I'll help out. I, I'm a fan. I'm a dumb. Yep. So I want them to win, you know, but I'm going to call it like I see it, man. I'm going to call it like I see it. And, you know, it's just this game right here. Um, you know, if Dana Demo can take care of business, particularly in a big way, and UTEP pushes around UTSA, then I can officially be on the UTEP's improved bandwagon. But, you know, situational football, taking care of business and, you know, winning on homecoming, baby. That's what's homecoming. Happen. You minimize your mistakes. You come out there. You ball. You win this game. You build the confidence. We're on to Miami. On to Miami. But not until this week because they, they're going to win. They're, I say they win. I, t- I say this. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to sign that check. Wow, look at that. Sign I'm that a, check. I'm going to sign that what check. What score did you have? I I can't say. I, I'll, okay, I'll go with the score. I'll say, uh, I'm going to score like, well, how many points do you think they'll win by? 
I, less than a touchdown, but within seven points. It's I say they win by game. more than a touchdown. I, I, I'm going to say seven points. That, that, that would be my max win, but it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be a close game. I would love for UTEP to really dominate and push somebody around, but I think it's going to be a close game, man. I agree with you that it's not going to be a close be nice. game. Weather should be very nice. No excuse, you know. Go get the hot dog in the deal. You know, it's the ticket, the hot dog, and a drink. I can't remember how much it is. All right, that's it. We're out. Put those minors, bro. Peace.